HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Ithaca. Ithaca, New York boasts an authentic craft beverage experience, tasty farm-to-table culinary adventures, and scenic outdoor recreation among 150 waterfalls. Plan your trip today with help from visitithaca.com. This is Jimmy Carboni, the host of Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I've been a part of the HRN community for 10 years. After all that time, I'm constantly inspired by the incredible voices of our network. Each week, I record my show in the HRN studio because I'm excited to bring you, our listeners, the most important stories from the world of beer, food, cider, and more. All of us here at HRN make food radio because we love it. This year, HRN is celebrating its 10th anniversary, but we need your support to keep food radio going strong for the next decade. Join the HRN community today by becoming a member. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate right now. You can even show some love from my show by selecting Beer Sessions in the designation drop-down menu. Thanks for listening to HRN. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Souther Teague. And I'm Greg Benson. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. How you, how's it going? It's going well. I just got back from Cleveland yesterday. I heard. Uh, great time. Hung out with the team from Porco Lounge. Uh, went all over the city and ate and drank and enjoyed. But the real reason I was there was to uh, scout around and look for spaces. And we're going to open a bar. Congratulations, man. I'm, What's this like? I, I think I'm addicted. Your 200th I think this I'm year? addicted to opening <laughs> bars. <laughs> uh, we found a space. Uh, just got to make sure that um, it's zoned right. Um, and then we'll have to do a little bit of light construction. And then we're, we're off and running. Congratulations, uh, If man. things move as quickly as we want them to, we'll be open by Christmas. Holy shit. Yeah, That's, I don't like to. What does that bring the total for 2019 to? Uh, hell if I know. <laughs> if, it, if that were to happen and get open by December. Then that would be six bars in like eighteen months, year and a half. Wow! All <laughs> part of your all part of your grandmaster plan to move out to Cleveland and just be you know a guy sitting on a porch sipping iced tea, right? Living the good life. Well, my grandmaster plan is to move to the Caribbean and live on a boat, <laughs> um, and just have all these places send me checks. Um, but you know, who knows if that? This is, it's an it's an intermediary step. You know, this is, you know, uh, not for nothing. A couple of years ago, when I was hit by a car. 
Um, I couldn't work for six months, and it really made me do some introspection and, and some real loose cocktail napkin math. Like, I didn't really sit down with an Excel sheet or anything like that, but I realized Amori Margo, though I love it, isn't going to pay for the kind of retirement I want, which is to live on a boat in the Caribbean. I just, you know, the, the major cost there is to buy the boat, but then to continue living, right? Um, and I, I just said, well, how much would it pay for? And I thought, well, about an eighth. So I need eight of these. <laughs> so well, it's been my mission science. for the past couple of years to 75% start. 75% of the way there. <laughs> yeah. So, my, so, you know, it's just been my mission to kind of like crank them out and get them open and uh, work deals and have ownership uh, percentages and, and see what see what I can bring to fruition as fast as possible. Damn, man. Yeah, man. You turn, you know, I was 47 when I got hit by a car. I'm 49 now. Like, I can't... Uh, I'm not a young spry chick like you. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to this week while I'm out scouting and opening? Oh man, uh, just a lot of work, man. Um, getting ready for the Fourth of July. Getting ready for you know it's it's uh, it's one, yesterday was one of those fun things where you have something that's coming up at you. It's the um, you know obviously the holiday tomorrow. I'm just waiting for Dave Wandridge to come in and ice us. Oh, God. In honor. I forgot about that. Yeah. Shout, <laughs> shout out to the regular listeners of our show who got that joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you kind of, you know, you have that in your sights. Like, okay, like, you got to, like, make it through to this, make it through to this. You totally lose sight of the curveball. So at lunch yesterday, I was just sitting around doing paperwork. All of a sudden, people start flooding in. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, right. The Women's World Cup Huge. Semifinal. Man, yeah, exactly. every bar I walked past that had a television was crazy. And it was amazing. And I love, I mean, I, I personally love seeing people turn out for women's sports. I think people should do it more. But I was also like, oh, oh I guess Americans care about soccer, too. How about that? Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, we're in a target-rich city. I think we got enough people to support anything, you know? That's true. We're lucky. That's true. What was fun was uh, we even got a few English people in there. So it was a little bit of a fun rivalry. Nothing right. got too heated because it was the Upper East Side. You know, if it was, you know, you're, if it was Cherry Tavern next door to you, it probably would have come to blows. But for us, it was all very civil. <laughs> Uh, a civil evening of football exactly. at, uh, at the Rochard. <laughs> um, well, we got a very special guest in the studio today with us, uh, all the way down from Rochester, New York City, uh, Donnie Clutterbuck. Hey, buddy. All the way from Canada. How's it going today? Yeah, man. You can <laughs> smell the maple syrup just over the horizon. Um, Brought us a whole bottle of it. <laughs> yeah, for the back bar. Um, Donnie, you and I crossed paths, but we didn't actually work together at Booker and Dax a couple, several years back now. Gosh, Truth. The time is really flying you by. You were gone by the time I got there. I was gone by the time you got mm-hmm. there. Um, but, uh, but you know, you were up there. You came down here kind of just to do some recon and build your own resume, right? It wasn't even that. I was, I was dating someone at the time who was living here, and I wanted to hang out with her more. And I didn't know that I was only going to be here for a year. I thought it might be five or ten or it could have been a year. Sure. Yeah, there was really no plan, and it just ended up being less time than I thought. Is that the kind of guy you are? No plan? Kind of. Yeah, except this trip in you don't particular strike was me very... as that, though. I feel like you're a very organized person. I am, and I think that's why I don't like to plan, because I don't like them always to change on me. So if you plan too much, then you, you have to make room for a lot of change, and I don't really, I don't know. It, everything can just change if there isn't right. a particular yeah. way. You know? And then you plan around that once right. it happens. So this trip, the, the trip down here and... A few key points are planned, but everything else is kind of like, I don't know, I want to go see the Intrepid. I've never been there before. You know that ship with all the planes on it? At oh, yeah, the gorgeous. Yeah. I've never been to it, but my plan is not to, to go there at 5 p.m. today. It's to go there before I leave. So loose, undisappointing plans. Got it. Yeah. I drove down here to sell a car, actually, in Greenwich, Connecticut, which is the, the, the joke about why I'm wearing sunglasses right now and why I was last night. Uh, my, my prescription glasses are in the car. Uh. <laughs> currently in Greenwich, Connecticut. <laughs> 
So your only prescription glasses are sunglasses. Yeah, right. So I had a not book on dax. Existing condition a last free night. Free pair of sunglasses. Uh, <laughs> prescription <laughs> yeah, right. glasses. Yeah, there's two of them. So I have two <laughs> pairs of prescription sunglasses in my bag, but only zero um, regular glasses. So this is what I look like today until I, hopefully my friend who I sold the car comes down uh, with some glasses later today. So I don't have to look like I feel like I'm cool. I explained to everybody, everybody I met, you people walking cool. down the street. I was like, I'm not doing this on purpose. I need you to know that. Uh, you're just too <laughs> self-conscious. This is New York City. Dude. You can get away with anything here. But I don't want to get away with anything. As I'm, not, I'm not trying to. You, you walk know? around wearing a pink unicorn onesie. I think no I was that would be intentional. Happy 4th of July. It's like, you know what? I forgot to pack my regular clothes. I only brought my pink unicorn onesie. Perfect. So uh, that's what I'm wearing tonight, too. Yeah. yeah. So you're ready for anything. <laughs> are you from up there in Rochester? I'm from Buffalo. Okay. From Buffalo. I moved to Rochester. You know, same same Canada, sort of. But Buffalo has a lot more TVs and sports, and that's what I don't like about it. So I moved to Rochester, which is a bit more tame and thoughtful, it seems. Thoughtful, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think of you, I would think thoughtful when I think of you and the way you work. Talk to us a little bit about, like, yeah. where your genesis was in the sort of craft cocktail scenario. It was dives for a decade in, in Buffalo. That's, until, that, that's the beginning of everybody's story. Yeah, but it isn't these <laughs> days, right? Like, well, you like know, a you're lot of people right. are just like, I'm a dork, so I want to make cocktails, and they forget that they're making them for people. And that's, you know, that's definitely the opposite of where I came from. Um, I was always making drinks for just people. And then I it was sort of like watching my friends start to shake lemon juice into stuff. And I was like making fun of them for a year or two. And then somebody opened a bar in Rochester and they said, you want to come help out? And I was like, well, I just had a meltdown and quit my job. And now I'm trying to be a server. So yeah, I do want to do that because I'm a terrible server. Very bad at that. I don't like to go to the table. I like to be the table. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody yeah. else? Do you do that too? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, uh, we talked about this a little bit off air. I, I, I think everyone, I mean, everyone in my businesses can, is a bartender. Yeah. Right? Tonight you may have to be on the floor. Tonight you, you may be the host. Right. But you can bartend here. Yeah. I, I served at Booker and Dax. You know, we all had to at some point. So um, you have to document the sunglasses, right? Indeed. Is, yeah. I just yeah. took a photo. <laughs> Prove to everyone listening that it is actually happening. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real. Why would you make up something like that? It just makes me look stupid. Well, yeah, I like I like that model. I like it because it feels very egalitarian because, like, you know, you. I mean... I'm sure a lot of us have all come up through like, you know, the, the system where the servers are the people who are, you know, uh, less experienced, they're newer. Maybe sometimes they're like the C team. They're not as good, but you know, you kind of, you do that for a while, you get your C legs. And then one day a bartender's too hungover and they call out and the manager's <laughs> like, all right, kid, you're coming up to the majors. Let's go. And that's how you become a bartender. But I like now that we're getting into a model where you can have a full restaurant stocked by people who give a shit and not just someone who's you know doing it for a paycheck while they are in a model on the side or something you can yeah. do it like it, yeah like exactly you do it for a long time i mean yeah. you can switch it and you can get those different you can get people who do different aspects of service every single night right. i mean i love that i totally love that sort of romanticized notion but for me it's business it just comes down to the fact that i need with labor costs increasing all the time i need to trim the fat and if every single person can do every single job and do it well that's what I need. Everybody has to be a Swiss Army knife. Because if I have to have a host and a server and a barback and a bartender on any given night, but if I have, so that's four people, but if I have three people who can all do all those jobs, we can probably get through the night with just three of them. Yeah, for sure. And I'll be happier because my labor's lower, and they'll be happier because the tip pool's thinner. Yeah. Everybody or has to thicker, know how to do depending everything. Depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. Truth. Juicier. Juicier. <laughs> yeah, so I, mean, I tried. I tried to do, after, you know, 12 or however many years of bartending and just being the bar. I tried to be, like, without any knowledge of cocktails or food or anything, I tried to jump into it, like, a relatively fancy for Buffalo standards in the mid-2000s. 
uh, Italian joint that I just, I was in over my head. I shouldn't have started there. I should have started somewhere that was more equivalent to the style of service I was accustomed to giving. And I think I just kind of flailed for six months and went, get me out of here. I want to go back behind a bar and did that. And I, like I said, I had to serve at Booker and Dax because everybody had to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was nice because the tables were as high as a bar. So I realized that it's not about like necessarily going to the table like I just said. Except it for was, you, it's you know? just about table it's height. It's just about the table <laughs> height because I, I want to feel like it, that somehow when you approach a table, people are looking up at you, but they're looking down at you at the same time. It's what I felt when mm. I was doing that. And at a table that you're looking eye to eye with people, uh, it's just a lot more comfortable of an interaction, you know, for me. Yeah. So maybe if I ever open a restaurant that doesn't have a bar, there's, everything's just going to be bar height. See, yeah, I love that. I kind of yeah. do that at all my places too. Bar yeah. height is the way to go. Um, so you flailed a bit uh, and, and you backed away. You went back to just a dive bar? No, no. I went to a cocktail bar. There was a, I think it was sort of trying to emulate EO at the time. It was mm-hmm. called The Revelry. It was on University Ave in Rochester. And it was where I, it was like mostly free pour stuff. We would train in with jiggers and we would like count. And it was thoughtful, but it was definitely a bit more of a cowboy bar than, than I'm accustomed to or, or now would prefer. Mm-hmm. And I worked at the Revelry for one year before moving to Booker and Dax. So I really didn't have that much cocktail experience. I was more bartender experience. Right. And you know? how did you then land the gig at Booker? That was a total accident. I didn't know anything about the place. I'd never heard of Dave Arnold. I didn't know what was going on there. And I, Brenna, the, the woman I was dating at the time, um, was like, you should put in an application at one of these Momofugu restaurants because they're a large group and it seems like a really nice group of people. And this other place we went to called Fedora was something that I just liked being at. So I put an application in at Booker and Dax and at Fedora and then sort of weighed my odds. Like, do I want to have a job that, uh, not to say that the money was bad at Booker and Dax, but do I want to have a job that is like consistently good money and a job title that I'm really familiar with? Or do I want to do something that I don't understand at all? And I chose to, you know, go stand in the basement as a 30-year-old guy. And you remember that basement. You can't even stand up straight in it. (laughs) Uh, I chose the the more uncomfortable and more, I, I think, valuable for me path. And it's, it changed the direction of my life completely. Yeah. The concept of fixing problems where problem, don't smoke everything because you have a smoker. Smoke something that needs to be smoked. Sure. Just right? because we can doesn't mean we should. Completely. Yeah. And that was like Dave's and the whole crew's mantra. And I'm sure that was a collection of many people's ideas over time that just sort of landed in that space. But it just felt like a, a completely different world. It was a different planet. And then I moved back up to Rochester, worked at Good Luck for six months and uh, decided, which is, uh, I work in a restaurant group that's like full of a bunch of very different but sort of related businesses. And I worked at the very big turn and burn one uh, that's sort of like modern American food. Everybody goes there. Everyone who lives in Rochester has heard of that one place. And it just felt a little bit too large scale for me. I needed something more intimate. So I proposed that I move full time over to Cure, which is one bar station, seven seats, 36 on the floor, French food. So a little bit more of a, I guess, a, anybody who ends up in the place didn't just walk by it. They like woke up and were like, where should I go? And for what reason? And that's how they ended up there. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like, I don't know, I walked by a Thai food restaurant earlier and I was like, I like Thai food. I'll go there. But I, if it was a French restaurant with a cocktail bar, it's kind of like the, th- the thing you have to look up first or right. hear about it from a friend. And I want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. So I, li- I like being in the little hidey hole that you had to find to get there. What do you think is like kind of maybe the most uh, important thing you took away from, from say, Booker and Dax? Like, be that a technique or, or, or even a recipe or just like an ethos? What do you, what do you think? Balance. Is, yeah. Just balance, cocktail balance, looking at things in the way that, um, like, like every flavor, every booze or cocktail or food is on an X and Y axis to me now, where the Y axis is aggression and the X axis is time. And I guess there'd be a Z axis too of flavor, but everything moves through when you take the first sip, 
um, it hits you at a level. So it starts at a five. I mean, let's, let's talk about a daiquiri. It starts at a five, and then you know that's the ethanol, and then the malic acid from the lime juice takes over, and it stays at a five for the rest of the drink until it like lightly trails off. Maybe there's some sort of finish on the three-year barrel, whatever it is. Every drink should sort of be like a line, a straight line, or a very soft bell curve. And when you get into th- balancing a cocktail, I look at probably because of Booker and Dax specifically as just trying to straighten that line out. Whatever it is, it could be a 10, it could be a one, but it, it has to be a straight line. Mm-hmm. The drink has mm-hmm. to make sense, sort of like evolve over, over time. And if your first inclination is wow, and then it just drops away, that's clearly not what you're going for, right? right. And if it's the opposite, it's the same way. So I think just sort of like turning drinks and food into math was what came from that. Because I was already inclined to do things like that. I just didn't have the language or the direction. That's what I got. What'd you get from that place? Man, I got what I got was the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, me, me. <laughs> no, me I had too, a blast. Clearly. I had a blast working there. Um, uh, you know, I was only there for about nine months, but uh, that was I, I was basically called upon to come and help kind of open the place and and talk to people about you know talk to staff members about you know using those kind of tools because I was a, I, was, I was a chef and I right. I already had used a bunch of those tools and it was easy translation for me to. And I was, and I used to be a teacher, so it was easy translation for me to come over and like help the initial team kind of learn to use some of those tools that Dave was bringing into a bar, you know, centrifuge, rotary evaporator, in, that know, first day, sous vide, etc. You know, like <laughs> brutal. Yeah, um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun, a lot of, of R and D went into you know months of R and D went into before first day. You know right. what I mean? Uh, was there was there just like one day where you're like, all right, this is all the new technology that we're going to use for this? It's like this is how, like just an afternoon of like this is how you use a centrifuge, this is how you use a, a week this of it, use yeah. electric red hot pokers. No, <laughs> yeah, that we that Dave built himself uh, out of what looked at the the first ones looked like they were just like uh, Mad Max. They look, they look like torture devices, Thunderdome. <laughs> they look like repurposed uh, curling irons or something. I don't know. They they were. I still have one beaten around my house somewhere. I was you should find that. Pull it out and show it off sometime. <laughs> well, they have a, they have a shelf life. They can only burn for so long and then they die. Right. Oh, um, which we knew going in. In like a supernova explosion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they give up gloriously. <laughs> they give up their ghost. Uh, yeah. Um, what did I get from there though? I got I got a shitload of uh, camaraderie and good times and good friends and uh, you know I learned to look at drinks uh, kind of in a, in a, a different way as well. Um, you know, I think one of the greatest things that, that I think ever happened over there happened kind of after me is when, when I, I don't know who it was, maybe Nick Bennett, but um, acid-adjusting orange juice to the same uh, level as lime juice. What a game changer. Or water. Or water. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one. Yeah, what a game changer. You know, like making something acidic. You know, how many, how many bartenders have the debate all the time, drinks with orange juice are terrible. Yeah, they kind of are. They're flabby and, and sweet. And But if you can acid-adjust it to make it the same, you know, as a, as a lime, then suddenly that 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 blood and sand is a kind of an amazing drink, right? right? Makes you wonder if maybe oranges back then were already that that way. Um, anyway, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. We're going to come right back and keep talking to Donnie Clutterbuck about what he's got going on now, which includes an incredible app that you can get. Ooh. This episode is brought to you by Visit Ithaca. Located in New York's Finger Lakes region, Ithaca boasts an authentic craft beverage experience, tasty farm-to-table culinary adventures, and scenic outdoor recreation. As the saying goes, Ithaca is gorgeous. The city is home to 150 waterfalls and gorges sprinkled through its downtown and sloping hillsides. 
State parks and acres of natural lands offer outdoor recreation for every level of enthusiast. Come stroll among the cool ravines, scenic hiking trails, and natural vistas. Ithaca is home to Ivy League Cornell University and Ithaca College, resulting in an influx of new cultures, new tastes, and new energy every year. There's so much to explore, from art galleries and museums to unique attractions like the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. Ithaca sits at the heart of a blossoming heritage and craft cider industry. Some of these delicious ciders can be bought in market, but many of the most unique varieties can only be experienced with a visit to Ithaca and this great cider region. Go to visitithaca.com to get inspired and plan your trip today. Are you enjoying this podcast? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. My name is Michael Harlan Turkel, and I'm the host of The Food Scene here on HRN. This show explores the intersection of food, art, and design by talking to people who are inspired by these ideas. The show features food photographers, food stylists, interior designers, and so much more. All the players that make the world so visually delicious. You can find The Food Scene wherever you listen to podcasts and on heritageradionetwork.org. Back on the Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network, uh, sitting in the studio today, of course, uh, my de facto co-host uh, Greg Benson hey. and our hey buddy and our very special guest Donnie Clutterbuck from Rochester, New York. Rochester, who's rocking his sunglasses in the daytime. Um, before we get back into all the things we were talking about, uh, you, as many of our guests do, have brought us something, and it's sitting right here on the table. So I'm going to crack it open and pour it while you tell us all about it. Please do. This is Ooh, from love a story called Alpine in Park City, Utah. And this product is not available for uh, distribution. It's certainly not in New York State and probably not most of the rest of the um, country. I think it's available in Utah, though. Uh, we did a pairing dinner at Cure during the RCR, the Rochester Cocktail Revival, which is our one-week-long cocktail week. And we featured their vodka and gin and a whiskey and a liqueur that they make. And the products are really cool. And the distillery is really, I don't know, intentional and thoughtful. And they brought this extra bonus thing for the you know the phantom course number five that we just splashed everybody with a little bit at the end of it and it it really caught my attention as a product that is definitely in a category but its own thing you know how there's like somebody makes a new gin it better be a different gin than every other gin otherwise why'd you make it right so i don't really know what goes into this i know that they found some original recipe for chartreuse back in the you know somebody wrote something down and they were like well this looks cool and they tried it out, and they distilled a whole bunch of things, either individually, like maceration, then distillation. And I think there, there's at least a post-distillation maceration of uh, green tea in this. Mm-hmm. From my recollection, anyway, I didn't get like a spec sheet on it again, because it's not uh, you know, an orderable reality at the moment. But I think it's got a, a beautiful nose. It's 100 proof. It's medium sugar, so it doesn't feel like you're drinking jam. But the oil from the tea definitely makes it feel like you're drinking something a little bit more rich than the sugar otherwise would. Yeah, it's nice. So. Just on, on the nose, I get this almost kind of like chicory bitterness to it. Yeah. Like there's kind of like an earthy, a friendly earthiness to it. Been told it's a very bright green, but I'll be in the dark about that. As will Souther. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I forgot to tell you. You're not colorblind anymore? Ravi bought me those damn glasses. What? Do they work? Is it like the most mind-blowing thing ever? They didn't really do much. Ah, shit. Are you colorblind? Yeah. What colors? Red, green. Yeah. Which is why you wear red glasses? 
accidentally. <laughs> Do you think they were green when you bought them? No, just, just they were just brown, brown or whatever. Um, yeah, then good. they became my signature, so now I can't ever not wear them. Yeah. Um, no, let's talk about that for just two seconds. I don't want to take away from Donnie's time. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, um, he had a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, my partner, Mori Margo. Uh, and he... Um, he came down the stairs uh, mid-service. Amazon Prime had delivered them. He's like, try these on. I'm like, what are they? And he's like, just try them on. And I said, okay, man. What? It's, it's dark in here. I'm working. These are sunglasses you're giving me or something. What am I? And he goes, no, they're the, they're the, they'll fix your colorblindness. And I was like, yeah, I don't see a whole lot of difference. Um, oh, however, again, it was dark. We were in the bar. So I waited till the end of the night, and I cranked the lights up, and I put them on. And I definitely could see some different things. But at the same time, and then I gave them to Sean, who's not colorblind, and I said, put these on. He goes, yeah, things look different. And I'm like, okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. And how do we um, measure that? So how do we know <laughs> yeah. for sure? However, you're red-green as well, yeah? Yeah. Do you so still have them at I, the bar? I, what? I have them at home. Um, uh, so I, I, I should have thought of you. I thought I thought uh, Eric Job's been out traveling, but I know he's red-green, and Chaim Dowerman's red-green as well. So Bring, I'm going to run into these week. guys. We'll, and do it, we'll do it on the air. Let's invite all those guys in and do yeah. it. Yeah. Is this Eric, like the most dense population of red-green colorblind people in America? One in eleven men. Yeah. It's it's really yeah. Many 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 guys don't even so know. So that bottle and that clock number, they're, yeah. they're both green and red. They're yeah. like kind of the same thing to you. That's not brownish. Exactly the truth. The way yeah, I guess I the know. way I usually describe it is like if you have a color wheel, picture it's a circle, right? So like you go around, red turns into yellow, turns into green, to blue mm-hmm. to purple, and back to red. Right. For us, it's kind of pinched in the middle, where like the red and green kind of meet mm-hmm. in the center. So like yeah. yellow and blue are still distinct right but as you kind of go around it circles back to that center point got it yeah yeah i always say wow it's as if though i've learned your language but i can't teach you mine <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i bet right i kind of i know what color shit is but it's not it's not correct <laughs> yeah, yeah you don't see i it also know it's the not way correct. that i see it. <laughs> exactly yeah. okay that's enough of yeah. that yeah, uh, but speaking of green we're drinking this ange vert which means the green angel uh, fairy or something like or that. something yeah. along those lines sure um and it uh Looks delicious. How's it taste? Who, who's who's had some already? Mm. I've drank about two bottles of this myself over the course Ooh. of time. <laughs> yeah, That's this nice. aroma is very herbaceous, and you're right, man. Even on the aroma, I'm getting tea. Right, right. That matcha sort of green tea. Did you take a sip yet? Not yet. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all. I'm not rushing. I'm all you. smells yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. Let me yeah, get in there because it's a hundred proof, right? I can mm-hmm. also smell some heat. A little spice, little pine, right? Almost some citrus on the end there too, right? Oh, and sharply bitter. Yeah. Oh, I'm a fan right away. It's got a good tail. <laughs> it's got a good body. Everything up front is like it, it, it's linear. I would say. Check the old. Uh, say, check yeah, the old exactly. Instagram people. There'll be a photo on there. Yeah. And cool I'll try stuff. and tag the maker. Yeah. The, yeah. Alpine them. Distilling is their Instagram handle. I think I'll, I'll give it to you if we can't find it. I'll find it. Alpine, Alpine Distilling from Park City, Ange Verde Liqueur. Get them. Get, hit them up on their Facebook or whatever. Get, them get it if you can. Yeah. Get, get them, get them, show them that there's interest because this is delicious. Uh, this is certainly a bottle that would belong on the back bar of Mori Margo. Which, like yeah, I said, that. is why I didn't bring two of them here. I meant to bring two, but uh, one, one of them is, you know, that's the proof. Me. That's the proof in the pudding, <laughs> yeah. man. If yeah. one bottle didn't survive, you know, the second yeah. bottle's good. That's like, then yeah. that's not even all. Like, I've had a few of them before. <laughs> you know. Big fan. Uh, yeah, delicious stuff. And thanks for sharing it mm-hmm. with us. Um, so let's get back into you. You wrapped up your year-long uh, excursion. You zipped back home, and that's been four years ago, which blows me away. Yeah, time is flying. 
time. I think it's just time gets shorter as you get older. You know, like the. I have a theory on this. Can I briefly into it? Of course. I know everybody has like your show. Get into it. But the the more you lean back and drink this, the the smaller of a percentage your previous. I'm sorry. The smaller of a percentage of your previous life each following moment is. Right. So when you're when you're one years old, a day is one three hundred and sixty fifth of your life. But when you're ten years old, a day is like one three thousand and something fifth of your right. Sure. So each moment becomes a smaller percentage of your previous experience. Therefore, you experience it differently. Or we just get busier and older and we have to pay bills and we pack our days more full, which is more likely <laughs> why everything seems to go so I mean, surely it's a little bit of both. Yeah. And then when you get to, you know, I'm not by any means saying that I'm an old man. I'm not. But but I also, you know, I realize that I'm, I'm past the halfway mark. Are you? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm 49. <laughs> I'll be 50 soon. I'm not going to live to be 100. No. It's, it's easy living out on those Caribbean boats, man. You never know. Don't count yeah. your chickens, dude. Wake up, Don't catch a fish, before they for die. lunch, <laughs> drink some rum, yeah. <clears throat> repeat. It's not about longevity necessarily. Right? No, yeah. it's not. Quality. I don't know if I'm But it's about quality time. Quality over quantity. It's I might be at the halfway mark. Too. Shit, I might get hit by a bus when I walk out of we here. Could, we knows? could. We, that's the thing. We could all be. I yeah. could look at a 10-year-old kid and he could be at the halfway mark. That's it. But I'm for sure at the halfway mark. He may be. I definitely. Yeah. Uh, there's less than 49 ahead of me. Yep. Uh, which is fine. Uh, I'm having a great time while I'm doing it. Um, so uh, you have mentioned math more than once in, in conversations just today on the air. Um, so I assume that's part of your life uh, all the time. And that's what led you to, to, to go out on a limb and make an app. Yeah. I, well, I think it... I made an app. You know that? I did. Yeah, it I used it. Tanked. It fucking went tits up. I used pretty it a fast. bunch. It was the blue <laughs> app that was called. I forget what it was batch. called. Yeah, batch. That's right. It was about. It was like democratizing it, education. Or it was or a news and education app, yeah. and it, it was cool. Fucking sank like a stone. Uh, know, anyway, listen, failure is good for you. Mine is sinking like a stone too, but it's uh, it well, people are using it. Rather, I shouldn't say that. It's not like generating income. It's not paying itself off. But people are using it, and it doesn't cost a lot to operate it. So it doesn't need to go anywhere other than that. You know, hundred dollars a year that it costs to keep it in the app store. And I can foot the bill on that. That doesn't matter. So until people stop using it, I'm going to keep it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no way for you. To, no way for you to ask for a dollar. I mean, currently Bonal is the sponsor through House Alpens, and they did pay. Oh. But at the rate that they're paying, it would take something like 35 years to pay the app off. You know, right. like I'm not charging them a lot of money. I know that that's a company I really support, and I I talked to Eric Seed directly about it. Sure. Said, if you want a whole lot of people to see this $17 bottle of delightful, you know, fortified wine, I would love to make that happen for you. So over the course of many convincing conversations, we got a six-month contract out of them. Outstanding. Which is good, yeah. And eventually, you know, Tito, well, no, it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be that brand or whatever. Someone will pay something for it. But I think it's such a niche group. It's not like I made a Spanish-translated Bible where, like, billions of people will be looking at it. And then Candy Crush ads can just make me a billionaire, you know? Um, this has to be very targeted. And it's a very targeted group that's looking at it. And it has to be a very targeted group that's displaying their uh, logo on it. So just, I'm not a big enough fish for the people who have that checkbook to notice. And I don't know if I ever will be or if the app ever will be. And if it doesn't pay itself off, who gives a fuck? I don't care. Ego project. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, well it's, it's not even like making me a better. I want to make the world a better place. I want to be useful, useful and functional. That's why I like working. I don't really like leisure. Are those sunglasses rose-colored? <laughs> I think they're actually green. And that's why you're saying is that. Either I way, know. I wouldn't know. Um... Well, okay. Well, t- well the, tell us and the, and the listener about the app, and they'll go download that download that thing right poor now. Cost. If you're a, a bar manager, poor cost, poor like cost, poor P O U R, P O U R. Yeah, like you're pouring a drink. 
Um, if you're a bar manager or even a brand rep and, and you have to spend some time figuring out why the bottles in our country are in milliliters and then we serve them in ounces and then you have to do math to figure out what's going on with that or keg sizes, how many ounces are in those. This just kind of does all that work for you. There are pre-programmed values in four sliders on the app. The top one is how big is the container. It could be a 750 milliliter bottle or a 24 pack of beer or a 50 liter keg or whatever. You just slide the slider to that thing. Uh, the next slider is a cost. The cost, the items cost. So between zero and five thousand dollars, and it adjusts for your location. If you live in like Malaysia, it'll be between zero and five billion, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's because the like five thousand is really not useful in like I don't know. The, the rupee or whatever. Right. So the second slider is the cost of the item. So you tell it how much uh, that 750 cost you. And then the third slider is how much of it you're pouring. Whether it's a beer, it could be 10 ounces. Um, if you're serving a 750 milliliter portion out of a 1.5 liter bottle or something, you can choose that. Or if it's just one can, like one thing, you know, there's an option for that too. And there's a pour cost slider at the bottom. And the pour cost is uh, the cost of goods. So if your pour cost on a cocktail is 20%, and you charge $10 for that drink, it means the drink costs you $2 to make, just in case you're unfamiliar with the concept. So as you slide this bottom slider around, the math on the app automatically adjusts on, in real time constantly to tell you what it's costing you to do that and how much you might want to charge someone for you doing that. So there's just a whole lot of math you can do on paper or on a calculator, but why bother when it's an app? And when I was given responsibility of Cure, when I first moved up to Rochester, I didn't know how to use Google Sheets or Excel. I didn't have like a, a way to go about pricing things. And I didn't even know what the targets were. So I did a bunch of research and I tried to find a college kid to make an app just for my phone so that I could have one. And I was like, well, if he can do it for two grand, I'm sure someone who's smart and good at it can do it faster for, and better for two grand. And if we're gonna make it, we might as well make it for all phones. So this thing just snowballed into a project that's like cost me 25 times as much as I thought it was ever going to. But since I have a job and I make money and I don't have kids or a family or like a Triumph TR6 that's always breaking down. Uh, I don't really have anywhere I need to be putting money. So my contribution to my community and, and the world at the moment is that. So I just put it out there. And if nobody ever pays for ad space again, it stays there and it continues to be useful. I like, oh, there's a personal satisfaction I get from opening my phone and looking at the app. Even if I'm not using yeah. it. No, it's I like, just, I like built, the graphic I've design. I built this from nothing. You know? Yeah, you get and I didn't even it code like... it. You know, it's not like I did it. it was, it's, I did it in so much as I had to work to make the money to pay the guy to do it. Capitalism, I guess. So it's not even like that I did it. It was just my idea, and it wouldn't exist without me. And I, I, that's, like, that's my baby. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't build the Rochard with my bare hands. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm useless with a hammer and a saw, but you know, I can still come in there and just be like, yes, I have... I've at least for today, I have brought life to this place, <laughs> yeah. you know, sure. by, be, it's by being here until four in the morning doing fucking payroll last <laughs> night. Now it gets to be open today <laughs> and people get to get paid and come back and exactly. like their jobs. Yeah. And guests get to come and enjoy your work. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, all those things that you just said, Greg, result in people making money. And you've done this thing that's not making you any money. Yeah, it's true. But it's, it's helping other people make money. So if bars are closing because people don't understand the, the concept of cost of goods, the world needs those bars, like the creative people who don't know anything about math, uh, need a little assistance, and I can't be there. Is there slider number four to include uh, you know, labor cost? No, no, it's not the labor cost app. I did try to make coffee cost and color cost for hair color and coffee, and it turns out that the app store is not really fond of cop copycat apps, apps that look like each other. So if you have a, a Bills app and a Jets app and, a, and a whatever other football team app, they 
will now make you make a football app and then have like tabs for each of the teams. Mm. And I didn't want to confuse this by having it be like the cost suite mm-hmm. because there's already a user base for poor cost. And if I like re-released another app that people paid for this over the course of time in the past, and I, I don't know, I, it was just getting really confusing. So I gave up the concept and labor cost. Uh, I don't know. Maybe once I get some money back for poor cost, I'll work on that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Update your app, dude. <laughs> yeah. Once I, I, I did, we actually just did release an update like yesterday that allows for you to select where, what country you're working in, which means that the, the product cost that used to be locked from zero to $5,000 now is just infinitely variable based on real time um, updates from like this currency exchange website that we right. oh, like, well. t- tuned into. Right. Also, the cost and the charge, like if you were working in the U.S. and somebody comes in with like a 500 Costa Rican m- money bill, whatever, I don't know what peso is it? You talk pretty. <laughs> um, yeah, you can, there's a charge list. It, it would say like in New York, if you were costing out this cocktail, it'd be 14 or 16 bucks or whatever. But if yeah. somebody came in with a foreign currency, you could tap that charge icon and it would bring up a list of all world currencies and how much they would have to pay you to equal that. Right. In whatever currency you choose. The exchange. So we updated that, and we put a whole bunch more. Since there are a finite number of values, it's a, it's a finite space. It's not a computer. If it was a computer, we could do all this stuff. But since it's a phone-sized thing, the slider can only hit certain increments or a certain number of increments. So we almost doubled the number of values on all the sliders so that it's more usable, because otherwise you have to do a lot of rounding, personally. Right. You still have to, but... Um, we did just release a gigantic update, and I think it's my last one for a while. Well, I don't think this thing sounds like it's supposed to be the end-all, be-all. It's, no. it's a quick calculator. It's a spot checker. You can also create cocktails, though, and cost cocktails out on it. Like, you could run a program on this if it was a small program. I could probably run Cure on it, but I'm too obsessive about doing inventory and what sort of numbers predictively we'll be hitting. So, I, like, mm-hmm. I have crazy spreadsheets about that. But yeah. I only developed that neuroses by developing poor cost, though. If I didn't, like, peek behind the curtain a little bit, I don't think I would care as much about yeah i was i was in uh cleveland just yesterday and the day before and and hanging out with those guys and at some point i looked at the team that i was with and i just said look i i'm all for having fun i love having fun but for me making money is fun yeah (laughs) it's just a game it's just a scoreboard you gotta do both it's literally a scoreboard those are numbers i want (laughs) those numbers cranking up it's like pinball except you get to do something with it afterward it doesn't just disappear (laughs) right so, yeah. like, I'm looking at, you know, I look at every opportunity. When, when, when I'm over there, it's really, it's, it's a, such a new world for me because I assume maybe even, like, up in Rochester, like, it's... Cocktail prices. Spaces are just prices. so... Yes, exactly. If anything we have, it's real, real estate. estate and space is yeah. amazing. Like, these guys are like, oh, I want to show you this little bar. We went to this bar, and I was like, seven of my bars will fit in here. <laughs> That's not little. <laughs> it's not even close to little. Perspective. Everybody has a pickup truck up there, too. Like, it's, nobody, no one's got a scooter that they yeah. run to work. Nobody, nobody's Trucks and vans and, you know, SUVs everywhere. You can yeah, man. Up. Big parking <laughs> spaces everywhere. Like yeah. Doors that are wide enough to, you know, I don't know. Um, Actually walk through? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, well, that's the thing I was going to say. Doors are wide enough to drive through. Stefan Waz of the Porco Lounge pulls his van into the, the door of his bar <laughs> uh, because it's, it's it's wrapped. You know, it's painted on all Porco How about Lounge. that driveway, by the way? Yeah, right? No, no, I see one. It's like a 20-degree... Like a, a Oh, to get up, up to his yeah, parking lot? You, yeah. You have to climb it. You have to like be a rock climber to get into that parking yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very steep. And it's packed. It's yeah. packed every night. Yeah. They're killing it over yeah, there. Yeah, math, you have to be less careful about math in terms of, I mean, you still have to be careful about anything, everything in upstate New York or upstate wherever, you know, Ohio, I don't know, whatever parts of Ohio those are. Um, but the, the revenue is less. 
So like while you, you can shop around a little bit more for everything, you can't charge as much for everything because the this expendable income or the real estate values or maybe whatever just isn't there. Right, but your margin is higher because your exactly your, your costs of math, uh, right? Cost of, because of math, <laughs> your margin yeah. is higher. So I keep you know. Math. Um, so yeah, the, and it's and frankly, it's it's it's, com- it's comparable. You know, all the bars over there in Cleveland, specifically, I don't want to talk about all the whole country, but all, all the bars in Cleveland are charging um, 12 to $14 for a cocktail, Whoa. which is absolutely Brooklyn pricing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Meanwhile, again, their rent is a fraction, right? How are they getting that? We still do 10 at Cure, which is like, you know, 40 years ago pricing, right? I don't know. We don't have air conditioning, though. <laughs> that's probably we why go. we're still at 10. <laughs> if we, if we install we an air conditioner, we could probably get 14. 10 in the summer, 14 in the winter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, math, 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 math. Math is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you 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 have no intention of monetizing the thing. I, would, I mean, there there's ad space on it. I'm sort of waiting. I I did a lot of like footwork. Do you have, do you have a pitch deck? Do you, do you have yeah. a pitch deck out I there? I sent it to a whole bunch of brands, and I constantly did this. But I was clearly that was not the road. Because you know what's crazy? I'm, no I'm, one was I'm, I'm about to. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I'm about to kick kick the door open a little bit for you because sure. uh, going through similar things myself with trying to deal with brands who I think are like low hanging fruit and big juicy plums. Right. The person with the checkbook is not the person you're talking to. Yeah. Getting also, to talk to that person is really tough. Also, they're not they're not that easy. It doesn't matter. There's legal. There's all kinds of things. They might spend so, forty grand on a tent at a at a festival that six people will go into, but they're not going to spend five hundred dollars a month on like your better bar managers. Your better targets are to wild. go to things that all restaurants and bars use. Go to Ecolab, Cocktail Kingdom, or something like. Go that. Go to Cocktail yeah, Kingdom. Yep. Go to Upserve. Go to yeah. Aloha. Go to those guys and say, hey. People might be more inclined to use your use all the things that are already built into your system if they can do some spot checking math while they're doing it. Right, and then those guys have budget dollars. That's true. Right, or go to go to things that everyone uses at all. If you work for one of these companies go, and yeah. you're listening yeah. right now, go to, call in. Go I'll give you my phone now. number personally, or, or even or even go to things that 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 everyone in general needs. Like, yeah. So so go go to those guys and say specifically the people who are going to get this app are in this business. Right, but you can also go to like I don't know Geico. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, you love advertising, but do they really want bartenders specifically? You know, like that's this is going to be worth the most money to do they just want who an want audience bar managers in front yeah. of it. You know, or just an audience. There's only twenty five hundred people a month using this app right now. It's not twenty five million. Well, you know, that's right Geico now, number. Right now it's twenty five hundred. Soon it'll be twenty five thousand. How yeah. many bar managers are there? It's just math. Are there? It's math, baby. I mean, there's what I don't even know how many bars are in New York City alone. So, I. I wouldn't even. I'm gonna be, Google. I'm that not after even gonna. Show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How would you, I? There must be an estimate somewhere. There must be an exact number somewhere in some sort of file. <laughs> in Again, the go of go, commerce, go see but... if Uber wants to put an ad on there. Yeah, everybody good, uses yeah. Uber, especially bartenders. Right. I you was know sending I mean? it out to liquor brands. I was doing what I thought was the uh, most exactly. That thing, makes but sense, yeah. right? But, but the, the, it's the legal. What makes sense is not always what makes sense. Well, it's, I, I find that the ads from the from the from the liquor brands, it's, it, it always comes down to like, this looks good, this looks good, this looks good. Oh, legal killed it. Right. Yeah, and then you emailed a thousand times and, and nothing for happened, nothing, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, you can go to like. I was hoping somebody will buy it at some point. You know, I, well, I did it. I you know how look you, at so it. That's the thing. You know how you get it out there into more people's hands. You get advertising on there. You know how you get yeah. advertising on there, having more people, more people in it, right? And then once you do both one of both of those things, then someone wants to buy it. How do you get a restaurant job if you have a restaurant job? Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> you want to make two million dollars uh, yeah. opening up a bar? Start with four million dollars. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm super <laughs> obsessive. I move from one thing to to another at a, like I, I dive as deep down every hole as I possibly can, and then I'm like, all right, that was the bottom as far as I can. I don't have the mole claws to get any further down. Um, I'm going to move on to another thing. At this point, I've just moved on to another thing, and I'm waiting to see if something's going to happen. And uh, I'm, like, building a low-temperature glycol circulator for carbonated drinks. That's what I'm doing this week, you know. One thing at a time. So something I didn't say earlier, the, the reason I'm so focused, 
obsessive and I guess math focused. I hit my head on the ground when I was a kid and I forgot my whole life at 16 years of age, that is. And uh, the part of your brain that it has like a shelf, like a sharp, sharp shelf under your eyeballs, right? Do you know, have you ever seen the inside of a cranium yeah. before? It's like, what is it, the occipital it's, lobe? Yeah, is that it's, what it's, it's called? Right, uh, it's by the temporal lobe, where that is, sort okay. of. But when you smush your brain up against the front of your uh, cranium, there's like a little sharpie piece underneath your eyeballs, and that pokes right into your temporal lobes. And I don't know if this is related or not, but I got some brain scans many, many years later that show blood flow, and I don't have any blood flow to my temporal lobes. And the doctor who was showing me this was like, so your brain did as you can. Completely. It was unbelievable that I could hear or see or speak, I guess, or something like that. I, I don't remember the exact quote. And he's like, I don't know how you made it through high school or whatever, but I know that I've lost a couple of human traits along the way. And I don't like sports. I don't develop personal bonds personally. I feel things only through other people. And I'm inclined to obsess over everything until it's unobsessable anymore. So that's kind of the reason that I do all this stuff. And then I just kind of like give it up, you know? I think that's kind of a trait that a lot of people in this industry have. I think Probably. that's how, you know, I mean, how do you, you know, no one started off by, you know, going into the industry. It's like, you know what I really want to do? I really want to research the perfect temperature at which to carbonate Genevieve. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. it's like you just go down these rabbit holes and you get further and further and further until right. eventually you're in this, you know, graduate level minutia that really no sane human being will ever need to know, but <laughs> someone's discovered it and people keep going further. Yeah, as I was there. getting these brain scans, I was, everybody was always like, did you want to be a bartender your whole life? And I was like, I didn't want to be anything. I just kept on like being inclined to do something and then continued to do the things I really liked doing. And with this lack of blood flow to whatever part of my brain is like responsible for sorting sounds, I don't really have like a, a focal point for sound. So being in public in bright places that are noisy from a 360 degree you know, spread, is really like physically painful and confusing for me. Like going to a farmer's market or something where everybody's loud and it's bright. It drives me bananas and I have like physical pain from it. So where do you always know it's going to be a little bit dark and behind you is not talking? It's right. a bar. Bottles don't talk, right? Sure. So I didn't know that I was doing this because it's the only place I'm kind of comfortable. And that's probably why I became a bit of a workaholic because I feel the best at work. Hmm. Yeah. Weird, right? Everything's weird, dude. Yeah. Every person's weird. That's uh, me. We, you know, yeah. Um, well, we're getting Probably to the sidetrack there. No, no, I'm that's sorry. this is your show, buddy. <laughs> so we're getting to the end of this episode. Uh, if you wanted people to get in touch with you, and they wanted to get in touch with you, how could they do so? My email address is it's me at donnyclutterbuck.com. It's I T S M E at donnyclutterbuck d o n n y c l u t t e r b u c k dot com. Wow. That's the best <laughs> website I could come up with. Sorry about that. And you got social point. media. Yeah, social media at donnyclutterbuck. D O N N Y C L U T T E. Kind of across all things. And your and poor cost, P O U R C O S C can be found in the App Store. Poor cost is in the App Store. And there's an Instagram account for that that's a little bit less used called Poor Cost App on Instagram. Awesome. have my phone number if you email me. Yeah. Poor cost. So everybody listening, just go download that thing right now and then you'll have more users and then you get a chance to get more ads and then we can build the thing bigger and sell the thing off. That's right. And I'll share the money. You'll be a millionaire. Yeah. You get like a like a finder's fee if you if you sell it for me. I don't know what it is yet. We'll talk about that. Can I say one more thirty-two second thing? Whatever. Twenty-one second thing. time. So I drove that car down that I was selling, and I don't know if I said this on our air actually. Did I? I don't know. I drove a car down that I was selling. The reason I'm wearing sunglasses is because my glasses are in the car. We talked about that. So now I don't have a way to get back up. So I was like, do I take a train? No, I would like to get home at some point. So I'm not going to do that. So I'm taking the train up to Croton. Croton Harmon Station, renting an Enterprise van, driving halfway to Albany and picking up a full-size police trainer arcade game. Do you remember that game? Yeah. For my apartment. 
What? This is one of the most exciting. It's a birthday gift to myself. Because today's know? your birthday, by the way. We didn't yeah. mention oh, yeah. that on air. Happy birthday. 35 years on. I don't really celebrate my own birthday, but uh, if, if there's any way to do it, it's buying a full-size arcade game for your 35-year-old self. <laughs> Hell yeah. So That's a like hell of a celebration. 13-year-old's a pocket. Uh, yeah, shoot us a, shoot, tag us in a photo of oh, that certainly. so we can see it. You got it. Uh, and then we'll come up and play it, too. I just had to say that because I was really jazzed I'm about it. way overdue for visiting. I think I, I don't remember the last time I was up there. I'll come up for the next year's... Um, uh, I don't know, some RCR stuff. Yeah, RCR. Or maybe a six-month spread. We'll do like a November thing. Man. If you'd like. I would. I would. I'm, I, you know, I'd like to be everywhere all the time. You know, omnipresent. Um, but I can only be in one place at a time currently. Yep. Working on the map. Um, well, that's it for this week's Speakeasy. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and really, Donnie, what a great time having you on. It's been a blast. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it, y'all. Cheers. Want more of the Speakeasy? Follow us and ask questions on Instagram at Speakeasy Podcast or on Twitter at Speakeasy Radio. You can find Damon at Damon Bolte and you can find me at Creative Drunk on all platforms. Take a moment to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform and give us a star rating, five if possible. If you're visiting New York City or a resident, stop by the studio and hang out with us during an episode. Reach out beforehand to make sure we'll be here. We'd love to see you. And please support our show by visiting heritageradionetwork.org and clicking on the beating heart to donate. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org, or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage, and thanks for listening.